Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. For today's episode and interview, I had the pleasure of talking to Mr. Tommy Chong, probably one of the most famous Canadians out there, and somebody who has been delighting fans since the 19, well, 70s, even the 60s with his music. He was such a great interview. He was such a cool guy. But before we get to that, first, if you want to be a patron and support the podcast, you can through Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. But before we get to that, I'm going to play a clip of probably one of the funniest bits of the 20th century. In my mind, this ranks up there with Who's On First, the Dead Parrot sketch, and oh, so many sketches of SCTV and Kids in the Hall. It's the Dave's Not Here sketch. I'm going to play that, and then we're going to get right to the interview with Mr. Tommy Chong. Who is it? It's me, Dave. Open up, man. I got the stuff. Who is it? It's me, Dave, man. Open up, I got the stuff. Who? It's Dave, man. Open up, I think the cops saw me come in here. Who is it? It's it's Dave, man. Will you open up? I got the stuff with me. Who? Dave, man, open up. Dave? Yeah, Dave, come on, man. Open up, I think the cops Dave's saw me. Dave's not here. No, man, I'm Dave, man. Hey, come on, man. Who is it? It's Dave, man. Will you open up? I got the stuff with Who? me. Dave, man, open up. Dave? Yeah, Dave. Dave's not here. No, man, I am Dave, man. Will you? Come on. Open up the door, will you? I got the stuff with me. I think the cops saw Who me. Who is it? Oh, what the hell is it? Go. Open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave. D-A-V-E. Will you open up the goddamn Dave? door? Yeah, Dave. Dave? Right, man. Dave. Now, will you open up the door? Dave's not here. Oh. <laughs> Tell me a bit about uh, Tommy Chong's Choice Cannabis. What, what is that? <clears throat> oh, it's Chong's Choice? Well, actually, it's, Tom, it's no longer Chong's Choice. It's more like uh, it's a Tommy Chong brand. Okay. And what it is is that we, we, uh, we only deal with the the purest of the pure products and so our our products we're, we're just known for for its quality not so much the quantity but the quality for sure mm -hmm. i've had people you know make a special 
stop in LA just to pick up, uh, <laughs> you know, a load of our, our stuff. It's, um, yeah, it's all about quality because that's the only thing you can do with, with cannabis is just make mm -hmm. sure it's pure and make sure it's not, uh, you know, you don't have any additives in there that you don't need, you know, mm -hmm. but that's, that's what it is. And, and then we got the good artwork on it, you know, got my uh, gorgeous face on it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for all the. That's for all the old, old, old seniors that say, hey, he's still doing it. I'm going to do it too, you know. <laughs> Is it available in Canada? I don't know, to tell you the truth. I, I, I got my doubts, you know, because there's, they, they don't allow celebrity endorsements mm. in Canada, you know. And so, so I, I, I doubt it. But uh, <laughs> other than, you know, people bringing it up from, from the States, you know. Right. That, that's what I'm thinking. Um, kind of in relation to that, uh, did you ever think you would see legal weed in Canada? And then on top of that, what else do you think Canada can do to kind of expand on that a bit and make it uh, maybe uh, better? Better? I guess just kill the old ideas, you know, kill the old myths. You know, Canada's always had this weird, weird uh, relationship with marijuana. They, they always thought that... Uh, uh, you know, if you got pregnant, if you're on marijuana, your kid would look like a foot. You know, something. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, there's such a big market down in the states that you know Canada is like like one one part of L.A. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of uh, population and and, mm -hmm. and everything else. The, 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 the only, well, the good news that I, this is my perspective, is all the uh, indigenous uh, reservations, you know, all the, the native lands, mm -hmm. they're allowed to grow and, and, uh, and you know, and prosper mm -hmm. with, with, with the weed. And like I was in Kingston and at some of the reservations there and it was like really, really uh, incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just had to get rid of a call there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the good news, you know, the indigenous part of, of Canada, they're, they're doing really well. And the, and the hemp industry is really, you know, it's been uh, booming in, in uh, northern Mon Manitoba, I guess it is. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that part of the cannabis thing. As, but as far as, you know, like, you know they had this the weird thing about, well, you know, then the Canadian stock market, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, <laughs> when I was in Vancouver, all my gangster friends used to hang out at the Canadian stock market. And now weed's on the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 that's what they did. It's, a, it's another scam. Instead of like gold mines. Hey, I got this thing on a gold mine. You know, they just did a, a survey. I mean, they analyzed and it's, oh, it's got a vein of gold. Now it's it's uh, Acapulco gold. You know, they're looking at. <laughs> yeah. Um, do Do you think the United States will ever legalize completely? I know some states have, but like uh, I guess federally. Oh yeah, yeah. As soon as we get the the orange menace out of the <laughs> White House, we're we're, we're going to be fine. Uh, oh yeah, I mean it's 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 all planned. It's all ahead. Yeah, because we we we're, we're making millions, but we're not allowed to bank 
the money, you know, in banks. And so, so we got big, you know, uh, it's like wild, wild west time, you know, you know, with the money. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be legal. It's going to be legal because it's a proven medicine. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why they can't, why they can stop it. And, and my, what, what I would like to see, you know, I, I, a lot of people don't agree with me, especially in the marijuana industry, but I, I consider all marijuana use medical. You know, when you think about it, it's all medical. I mean, you don't, uh, uh, you know, you, you, you smoke weed to, to get, uh, you know, to shut, shut everything else down so you can only, your body can, you know, concentrate on, on healing. Absolutely. And, and, and that's, yeah, that's one of the great things about weed. But Canada is very interesting because they're first, but then they, they, they don't know what to do with it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Canadians remind me of people get, get sleep, stay up all night to be first in line. And then you say, <laughs> okay. Then, then when they get to the thing, they go, okay, now what, what am I first in line for? <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you feel your youth in uh, Alberta kind of shaped your, your comedy? <laughs> in so many ways, man. You know, when you get older, when you get older, you start remembering the past to the point, to, to the beginning. My mm -hmm. beginnings, well, what we did, I just found out recently, you know, that I'm 8% native. Mm -hmm. In other words, you know, I'm, I'm in the 8%. That meant my mother was like 20, 20, 25%. That meant my grandmother was half. She was half native. Mm -hmm. And my mother was born on a, a, on a reservation in Mafeking, Manitoba. And so, and it was a big family secret. Although my mother married a Chinese guy, that was, that was supposed to be the big uh, <laughs> uh, secret. No, it was no secret. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm 8% uh, eight, native. Mm -hmm. and, and then my early childhood really, really proved it, you know, because we grew up in, in not in the country, not like on a farm, yeah. But in between the the city, uh, where you know the building code stops, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, 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 you know the fringe, the mm -hmm. fringe. Yep. That's where I grew up. I, I grew <laughs> up on the fringe, and and there was always someone poorer than me, and a, a ton of people richer. But I had no time to compare my childhood with anything because I was so busy, you know, doing living mm -hmm. it live in the yeah. childhood and 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 so uh, it really helped with my acting because we had to make it, it, there were no playgrounds mm -hmm. there was you know there was no organized anything we we would kids would get together and uh, i remember uh, i i used to love playing with the girls i'm gonna talk about you know pre <laughs> pre uh, school yeah you know and and one of the girls' games was playing uh, house, you know, where, okay, I, I'm the mom and you're the dad and, uh, and you just came home from work, you know, that kind of game. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I learned that's where I got my acting chops from because we would play that game and then the next day we'd come back and start the game again, the same where we left off. And, and we went all like a couple of summers playing like that. And so the, 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 my early Canadian upbringing really helped me define who I am today because, uh, you know, there ain't nothing to it but to do it. That <laughs> yeah. was the, the motto. Um, I guess uh, 
Sorry, I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, but before you kind of got into to acting and the whole uh, Cheech and Chong thing, uh, you were doing music. So I guess, how did you go from the music to switching to do uh, a comedy in Vancouver? Well, you know, I was, when I was on the road with Motown, like I was, I, I'm the kind of, you know, I'm typical Canadian in a lot of ways. Like I, I, I can do a lot of things, but I don't do one really well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's the old farm approach, you know. <laughs> you learn how to do everything, but you don't, you know, there's a thing about haywire. You know what haywire is? I don't know. It's why, well, wire that you, they bail hay. hay oh, with. oh, like twine. Okay. Yeah, 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 I do. I live on a yeah, farm. Yeah, but it's so. wire. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So I'm talking about wire. Okay. Okay. That was the magical thing. Anything, you haywired it. <laughs> you wired it up. It, it fell apart. You you wired it together. That that's kind of so. So as a, as a musician, I never had any formal training. It was the, the fact that I could play guitar, and there was a fiddle player d down across the field that could play <laughs> fiddle, and he needed a guitar player. You know, he had a guitar player for a while, and then next thing you know, I'm eight years old. I'm playing guitar with a fiddle player. So <laughs> that's how I, I learned. That's how I learned my my early music, having mm -hmm. to play, having having to do things, and 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 that's where I learned my whole. You know. I, when I shot a movie, same thing. I had to learn how to do a movie. Oh, oh that's easy. Get out the haywire. <laughs> Wire it together. Do the best you can, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Uh, when you look back at your career, do you see it kind of in uh, different phases in terms of the generations? You have the generation that uh, first saw you with Cheech and Chong, and then uh, my generation kind of saw you first with uh, that 70s show, which then took us sure. back to Cheech and Chong. And then now you're kind of, yeah. you're this kind of, I've heard you being called the grandfather of pot. Do you feel like you, you had these different yeah. phases to your career uh, at this point? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if you look at all the, the great, there was a comedian, I don't know if you guys remember a guy named Jack Benny. Yep. You remember Jack Benny? I've heard he of him. I don't remember him though. <laughs> well, no, he's a Canadian. And he was one of the greatest. He was uh, the uh, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson copied Jack Benny. Jack Benny had a, had a, a reputation for being uh, being uh, being able to uh, to ma make a joke last longer just by <laughs> the way he looked. Uh, well, he was Canadian. I, I kind mm -hmm. of followed his 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 arc, you know, mm -hmm. because uh, the thing about Canadians. We grow up believing myths. Mm -hmm. Like if we hear a record, we believe that the guy really played the guitar. <laughs> you know <laughs> that he didn't. He didn't record and re-record and go over and over and over again. He, we believe that the guy learned how to. He played those notes himself by himself. Mm -hmm. And so, so we fall for a lot of things uh, that uh, you know it, they're tricks, and and so. When when Canadians do anything, you know, like I say, we, we, we start from scratch. We do it the way the best way we can. And then, because we grow up in such a, a, a tough environment, you know, with the weather and everything else, uh, there's no such thing as hardship. 
Mm-hmm. Like when I moved to LA, you know, people were moaning and groaning about what? <laughs> what are you moaning <laughs> and groaning? The sun came out, there's a beach there, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Can you imagine? When I grew up in Calgary, if I wanted to go to the beach, we had to drive like what two hundred miles to Sylvan Lake. Exactly. And, yeah. And and and, and 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 sort of like wade in the mud. <laughs> yeah, you, you was, can see the other side too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a little late. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention, like you said, the winters and you know minus forty degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's normal <laughs> weather, you know. Yeah. Like like you kid, you kids get outside. It'd be no one. No one's outside. Everybody's inside. Yeah. And what do mothers do? Get your get out. Get out of here. Get outside. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and it takes you what an hour to get dressed. Get your snow pants and get out there. Yeah, yeah. Then you got to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and, and you can't move. So you got to knock on the door with your head, <laughs> and then you're only allowed into the porch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. no, Canadian. We know how to deal with hardships. <laughs> um, kind of in relation to what you're talking about with Jack Benny, do you feel like, because Canada's produced so many amazing uh, comedians yourself, uh, like you said, Jack Benny, Dan Aykroyd, I mean, so many people. Do you feel there's something that, you know, Canada kind of lends itself towards that, that comedy? Like we have a special kind of comedy? Yeah, we're honest. Mm-hmm. You know, we're honest. Like, uh, like racism in, in, in Canada. Every the racists are honest. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they're honest. They're honest racists. Yeah, I grew up in in Calgary. I mean, they were honest. The, the teacher had no bones picking me out of the crowd and and telling you know sending me home because I was brown. You know, yeah. and, and 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 when I was in army cadets. You know, most of the army cadets were were native. You know, that was uh, the only summer job you could get. You know, where you, they paid you money to wear a uniform and and to play our uh, soldier, like mm-hmm. like Wayne Gretzky. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky is a good example of an honest uh, hockey player. He learned how to play hockey, and he mm-hmm. learned how to. You know, he was so quick and so good at it, and and it was no secret. There was no yeah. secret. You know, Grisky didn't walk around, you know. No, he just showed you that he was the greatest. And that's the way Canadians are, you know. Mm-hmm. Ackroyd's the same way, you know. Ackroyd can do so many things. And he's such a genius. And he's just honest about it, you know. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. That's a really good explanation. Um, when did you first kind of realize with Cheech and Chong, like, this is something, this is big. And, you know, you, you kind of really... Uh, hit the right moment with uh with that when did it kind of really dawn on you like this is we've got something here when uh, cheech and i you know when we had the acting group in 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 uh in the shanghai junk that was kind of like uh oh something in between me being in a band because i'd been in you know like the motown band and, and stuff like that but the thing is when you're in a band you're just one of many Mm-hmm. And you're not really the, the, you know, you might have the, uh, the spotlight for a minute, you know, if it's your song, you know, but you're one part of a team. Well, when Cheech and I first started, we started off with a band. We had, we put a band together, a powder blues band, uh, bass player. He was a bass player. Uh, and, and so we, we put a band together. We we're going to do a, a battle of the bands at the gardens in, in uh, Vancouver. But when we got to the venue, 
Cheech and I did comedy first. And we never did get around to playing any music. <laughs> we, did, we just did a whole 45 minute set of comedy. And so that's when I knew halfway through the act, that's when I'm looking at Cheech and there's two of us. There's no <laughs> guitars. There's no amplifiers. There's no drums. There's no, you know, there's microphones and that was it. That was it. And I nice. looked at that and then I, then when we were driving home, we were trying to think of a name. And then I asked Cheech if he had a nickname and he said, yeah, Cheech. And then that's when Cheech and Chong was born. That's when I knew. Yeah, that's when I knew because I'd been through that whole other rigmarole, you know, uh, with the bands and oh, all of, all of that. But but when I found out that and we were unique, mm -hmm. there was no other two guys like us on the planet. And so when we went down to L.A., everybody recognized it. You know, it took a <laughs> while. It took two years. It took two years of struggle, you know, mm -hmm. but we but uh, no, I, I knew right away. I knew as soon as. As soon as uh, we got a laugh, you see comedians, they get hooked on the laugh. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's the trouble with Trump right now. You know, he's, he's hooked on laughs, you know? <laughs> and he can't, he can't get off stage because he just wants to perform. He don't care about a, a pandemic or anything. <laughs> but anyway, that, 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 that's, that, that was, that's when I found out. That's when I knew. And then when we were down in the States, of course, you know, uh, when we met uh, the right manager we went through a couple of managers went mm -hmm. through actually three three managers before we found lou adler and then when we found lou adler he owned the company he owned the so he he had a you know he had the checkbook because that's <laughs> all you really need you know yep. and, and and when we met lou uh it, everything fell together you know and uh, it's still together it's still yep. happening um, I was reading interviews uh, that you did recently, just kind of preparing for this. And one of the things I read, and I really liked it, was that you kind of have this, it's, you call it the Cheech and Chong Pass when you come to the border, just because everybody kind of just knows that you're going to have weed on you. Um, was that kind of like, that, has that been going on for a few years where it's like everybody kind of knows that you most likely have weed on you and you know, you're not really being checked. I mean, obviously, I know you uh, had to serve time for selling bongs and stuff like that, but... Yeah, it it, uh, it it was it depended on the guy, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> mostly, mostly it was the the, the superintendent, mm -hmm. you know. The, the 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 underlings would, you know, bring us whatever they found because they're going to find something, yeah. you know, in our luggage, <laughs> <clears throat> you know. And, and that that became part of our comedy routine, you know, because <laughs> like one time, one time I I, I had. A, we traveled from you know one part of the state to the other, and I had a a, a pen, you know, like a writing pen case, mm -hmm. and I had a couple of joints in the case itself, you know, where the pens would be. I had the joints, and so I saw that in my luggage, and so when I was packing, so I took it out and put it on the dresser, yeah. you know, and then then I ended up at the border. Next thing you know, they opened my luggage there's a pen case <laughs> what happened my wife's my wife saw me saw the pen case there she said oh he forgot his pens <laughs> so she <laughs> takes, takes it what i took out and put back in the luggage 
<laughs> to this day, Cheech really he's, he does a whole bit on the look on my face when when they when they saw the pancakes <laughs> magically reappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. Uh, do you think um, with changing views towards weed, uh, especially in North America, would if Cheech and Chong was to be formed today, do you think it would have changed how you guys would have done the comedy or uh, anything like that versus back in the seventies? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I, I, you know, we're 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 no, we were unique. We could appear at any time, you know, mm -hmm. even tomorrow, and and it would be unique, because uh, because there's no other. Uh, you, you think about it. You know, I'm everything. You know, Chinese, uh, Native, <laughs> uh, White, Scotch, Irish, everything. Cheech is all Mexican, and. Uh, and we're we're no matter how you look at it, we're minorities, you know, mm -hmm. and, and 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 we're potheads, you know, <laughs> pothead minorities, you yeah. know. So, so it and and but more than anything, the magic sauce really is the comedy. Mm -hmm. When you make people laugh, then everybody loves you, even your enemies love you, you know. Mm -hmm. In fact, they they, they want to be next to you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, I can I yeah. can just see I can I can see Trump being very honored to have Cheech and Chong visit him. He'd be, yeah. he'd, be he'd get nervous. He'd do all that <laughs> things, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because <laughs> that's how unique Cheech and Chong are. You know? mm -hmm. Because we transcend it. We transcend it. Every everything, you know. And 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 we've been I've been around royalty myself. You know, like I met Muhammad Ali personally. You mm -hmm. know. Uh, and I, I've met all, you know, I've been involved with like uh, the Jackson Five. You know, we were the ones yep. that discovered the Jackson Five. Um, I, there's a great jazz uh, pianist called Herbie Hancock. Mm -hmm. You know, he's uh, he's a fan uh, <laughs> to the point where, where he kind of told me off. <laughs> 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 I, I do a musical bit, you know, called Blind Melon Chitlin. Do you remember Blind Melon Chitlin? I don't know. Uh, he, uh, but anyway, it's a, it's a takeoff on a black blues singer. And Herbie heard us went to, Herbie heard our show and he, he loved the music. He loved what I was playing. He said, and then you went into that other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Only a friend can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, how often do you get back to Canada? Not often enough, especially during this uh, shutdown. You know, we yeah. haven't been there for a couple of months now. But we, we have a home in uh, Vancouver. You mm -hmm. know, we have a, on the water, on West Vancouver. We're, we're, we're kind of trying to sell it now. Uh, you know, we divested a lot of our holdings in Canada because, uh, you know, just convenience more than anything, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, no, we. I, I try to get up there as much as I can. I love Canada. Yeah. I was in Kingston. I was in Kingston, Ontario, for for a pot thing, you know. And uh, oh God, I just had the best. I'd never been to Kingston. Well, I, I'd been there, but I was a baby at the time. And Kingston is incredible. Another mm -hmm. oh paradise. That's where Ackroyd has a house mm -hmm. or, or or a spread. But uh, oh, I, uh, Canada is so beautiful if you have money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it helps. <laughs> helps with a lot of places, I think. Uh, 
so I guess, uh, what have you been up to with, uh, during this kind of COVID shutdown? Have you been kind of just keeping to yourself or have you got projects on the go? Oh, no, I've been, I've been making, doing my art. I, I, I make, um, marijuana pipes mm-hmm. out, out of bamboo nice. and, um, I make, uh, out of anything, you know, anything found, uh, I've got, uh, yeah, I make bongs out of kombucha bottles, and then I'm, I'm sort of like working on a art project. Uh, when I when I had the bong company, I had a an idea of a million dollar bong, you know, made out of uh, rare diamonds and jewels <laughs> and, and, and so on, you know, for the for the art collector because there's a there's a uh, an art world out there that I really want to teaches in it. And I really want to get in, in into it. And so I've been working on my art. I do some sculpturing, uh, but again, you know, because it's stoner time. <laughs> 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 so, and I, and I, 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 I like sanding. I like the sanding machine, you know, mm-hmm. the, the vibrator. <laughs> it's like a nice vibrator. It's it's an easy way to do woodwork without hurting yourself, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I so I like to sand things. <laughs> I'm uh, and and I write songs. You know, I've I've been a songwriter all my life or a poet. Mm-hmm. You know, I write I I write poetry when I'm high. You know, uh, when yeah. I, I I I smoke I smoke a bowl and then uh, then I'll I'll get a real nice uh, phrase in my head and I write it. I use the phone. I use the phone, so I do a lot of writing in my phone, mm-hmm. and um, and I, I like to read, or I like to be, have people read to me, mm-hmm. because I, you know my eyes are a little bit. You get tired; you, mm-hmm. it's exhausting, you know, trying trying to figure out shit. But I, um, I I'm I'm busy, and then I got a gorgeous wife that she's experimenting with her cooking. She's trying this dish and that dish and oh, <laughs> and all all I have to do to keep everybody happy is the dishes. That's and pretty so, sweet. And, and, and I'm good. I'm I'm really good at doing dishes. I, I'm, you know, I learned growing up. You know, growing up poor, you learn how to clean. Mm-hmm. You learn how to clean other pe other people's stuff. You know, that's job is always available. Yeah. And so so. So I learned how to mow lawns. I learned how to, you know, not good at it. I was, mm-hmm. I'm never really excellent at anything because I don't have the the patience, I guess, you know. But I'm a jack of all trades, you know. And and I and I, and I got a beautiful uh, home here in uh, the Palisades, pool, you know, little jungly backyard, and a beautiful little puppy, little poodle. <clears throat> so into <clears throat> my son. He, he lives in Paris. He lives here with his uh, his newly married wife, and they're expecting a baby. Nice. And they're uh, yeah. So my my life is is idyllic. It, it's it's so good, you know. Everybody's worried about this shutdown, and I'm enjoying it to the <laughs> max. <laughs> Just taking it all in for sure. Uh, that kind of leads yeah, to my, my uh, leads to my last question is that, you know, you look back on your career, you've had a, a hit song. Uh, you've, like you mentioned, uh, you, uh, you're kind of there 
helping get the contract signed for the Jackson five. I think you performed with Jimi Hendrix, all the Cheech and Chong stuff. Yeah. Uh, you've been on hit TV shows. Is there anything that stands out like just the highlight of your entire career over the past uh, few decades? I guess the biggest uh, was meeting Cheech. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, when, when, when Cheech and I performed, that was, that was probably the, the highest part, part of my life, you know, because, uh, well, think about it, you know, that's what enabled, I mean, we, we, we did a show with the Rolling Stones one time at the, at the forum for 19, 19,000 people. <laughs> and we once played, we once played for the largest outdoors uh, show. Really? Something like seven hundred thousand people in Bull Run. Uh, yeah, once we once did a show where <laughs> where only only the people close enough to see us. Uh, we yeah yeah no no my there's and it's still happening. You know my mm-hmm. life is still going on. It, 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 we're not even close to uh, to the, to the final finale yet. You mm-hmm. know. I just saw a glimpse of my wife. She practices her her ballet in the in the dining room, you know, on TV. And then I'm going to start up. I had a. I'm learning how to dance tango. Oh, nice! You know, Argentine Argentine tango, and and that's that's a lifetime job ahead of me. So I, I'm. I, I I couldn't be happier, man. It, it's it's pretty incredible. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Tommy Chong, and if you did, please give a rating and review. You can reach me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can visit my website where you'll find hundreds of articles on Canada's history and all my podcast episodes. Go to canadaehx.com. Again, you can support the podcast at Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.